Listener Production. Australia Today's Morning Agenda with Natasha Belling. Good morning. Thanks for your company. Let's check what's making headlines this Tuesday, the 1st of November. Tributes are continuing to flow this morning for a young Sydney woman who was killed in the deadly Halloween crowd crush in South Korea over the weekend. 23-year-old Grace Rochette has been remembered as a gorgeous angel by her family. Our reporter, Michaela Savage, has the details from Sydney. Yeah, that's right, Tash. Film producer Grace would have turned 24 next week, but her life was tragically cut short when she and thousands of others were trapped in the crowd crush in the South Korean capital, Seoul, on the weekend. They were celebrating Halloween, but a lack of planning and crowd control is believed to have contributed to the deaths of more than 150 people. Over 100 others were injured, at least 20 critically. While the Rashid family will never recover from the loss of their gorgeous angel, they say Grace lit up a room with her infectious smile and her kindness left an impression on everyone she ever met, while the Prime Minister says it's devastating news. My sincere condolences are to the family of the Australian who's died in this extraordinary tragedy where over 150 people have lost their lives. These were people who were out celebrating Halloween, out to have a good time. Anthony Albanese has also confirmed other Australians were hurt in the incident and he's wished them a speedy recovery. Staying overseas in the search for survivors of India's devastating bridge collapse has continued overnight. The death toll has now risen to 141 after the 150-year-old suspension bridge collapsed into a river in Morby. Nearly 500 people were on the structure celebrating the last day of the Diwali festival when supporting cables snapped. Back home now and hundreds have gathered in Perth overnight for a candlelit vigil to pay tribute to 15-year-old Cassius Turvey. The teenager died over a week ago after he was allegedly attacked by a stranger with a metal pole while walking home from school. Organiser Joe Collard spoke to Channel 7 last night at the vigil. We're hurting at the moment. So, yeah, we just got to um, come together and we're all hurting so we've got to hurt together. It's hard. While the 15-year-old's mother, Michelle, has told the project it's an enormous loss. It is my loss, but it's also your loss and everyone in the country and, and Cassie's community, family and friends. That's the message I've been putting out. I know mourning is, um, is a hard, hard gig to do, but I'm feeling the love. More tributes for Cassius are planned across the country over the coming days, with services also to be held in Los Angeles and New Zealand. The man accused of shooting dead three people at a remote property in North Queensland earlier this year is expected to face court today. As Lachlan Itter reports from our Rockhampton newsroom, he's now facing further charges. He is Tash. Daryl Valroy Young is accused of murdering three family members at Bogey, southwest of Bowen, back in August. He's also been charged over the attempted murder of a fourth person. He's now facing three further charges, including possessing an unregistered firearm. He's expected in the Bowen Magistrates Court today. 
Staying in Queensland, a new traffic light system for COVID-19 has been introduced by the state government. As the Queensland Chief Health Officer's pandemic powers end today, there's now three levels of advice that have been outlined, which include green, amber and red. The highest level of alert being red, which reintroduces masks indoors. It comes as a cruise ship with COVID-positive passengers on board is set to dock in Brisbane today. Royal Caribbean International has confirmed hundreds of passengers have tested positive on board the Quantum of the Seas, but passenger Mark Weston has told Channel 9 he's not concerned about the COVID outbreak. You can get it anywhere and I'd much rather be on a ship. If I was going to get COVID, I'd certainly rather be on a ship with it than, uh, than anywhere else because we love being at sea. The Reserve Bank Board is set to lift the cash rate once again today when it meets for its monthly meeting. Many experts are expecting a quarter of a percent rate hike, but some say it could go as high as half a percent. If the RBA does move again today, it will be the seventh consecutive rate hike since May, meaning someone with a $600,000 mortgage will be paying more than $900 extra per month since rates started to increase. And we'll have more on the RBA's decision and what it means for you coming up shortly in business and finance. And the race that stops the nation, the Melbourne Cup, returns today, but the city is bracing for its coldest cup day in more than 20 years. A cold front moving through Australia's east is set to bring rainstorms and temperatures up to 16 degrees below average. The Bureau of Meteorology forecaster Jonathan Howe says the southeast of the country could even see some snow. Down to as low as uh, 600 metres in Tasmania, 700 metres in Victoria and 800 metres in New South Wales. And that does mean the potential for some snow, even across the Blue Mountains and Central Tablelands tonight as well. Meantime, the north of Australia is facing heatwave conditions. Now for the latest in business and finance news, we're joined this morning by Effie Zahos, Editor-at-Large at CanStar. Effie, good morning. As we mentioned earlier, all eyes will be on the RBA today. There's growing speculation they will increase the cash rate, some saying it could be a quarter of a percent, some saying they will go as high as half a percent. Now, many Australians, understandably, will be looking to refinance their loans, but it's important to note some may be a prisoner to their lender. Yeah, that, that's right. So, look, how much will they go up today is the big question. Um, at least one bank is forecasting a 0.5 hike, but the general consensus, as you point out, Tash, is about 0.25%. Now, the cash rate's already risen 2.5 percentage points this year, and that's equivalent to the serviceability buffer that banks were applying to loan applications this time last year. And the reason I point that out is that because if you took a loan out before October last year, it's likely you're going to feel the pinch a lot more. That's because every rate hike we see from now on will be a direct hit to your household budget because that that serviceability buffer I was talking about, now that's been fully absorbed by the last six rate hikes. Now, that's an important point you also raise about being a prisoner of your own bank. And this has come about because of falling house prices. They've pushed their loan to valuation ratios above that 80%, meaning the only way you can refinance is if you pay that hefty mortgage insurance fee. And that's certainly the case for plenty of suburbs in Sydney, looking at CoreLogic data, Narrabeen, Surrey Hills, Beaconsfield, they've all dropped over 25%. But thankfully, it's not a, a big problem yet for all state and territories. There are a couple of things you can do. 
first approach your existing lender. See if they can offer you a cheaper alternative. Example, switching from a package loan to a basic loan with the major banks can net you about $400 per month in saving. Look for lenders that waive that discount lender's mortgage insurance. Maybe consider cashback loans, but they're not going to really cover all of that fee. And if you are experiencing mortgage stress, consider increasing your term or move to interest-only repayments. But the catch is here, you will pay more interest in the long run. And Effie, as you just mentioned, house prices are continuing to decline across the country and there's new data out today proving that. Yeah, coming out this morning from CoreLogic, um, it's their monthly report. The latest one shows at six months of consistent declines and dwelling values fell a further 1.2% in October. Essentially, every capital city and rest of the state region, apart from regional South Australia, recorded a drop in the October month. So Sydney, for example, fell 1.3. Annually, it's fallen 8.6. Melbourne, 0.8. Annually, 5.6 drop. Brisbane, um, uh, dropped 2% in October, overall 8.4. It's still seeing growth though. Brisbane's still seeing growth. Look, CoreLogic is saying basically that, you know, it should, ha- you know, even though house prices are continuing to skew downwards, it should uh, go down in an orderly fashion rather than distress listing. Couple of tail, um, uh, you know, wins here to help support it. A tight labour market, migration has bounced back. I mean, that initially adds to rental demand, but it helps housing supply as well, helps support housing rather. Um, and also homes still have strong savings. The big silver lining here, of course, is that there's more affordable entry into the market for buyers. In the most expensive sit- uh, capital city, Sydney, prices have fallen by about $160,000. Interesting to see what happens today at the RBA. Thanks so much, Effie. Thanks, Tash. Time for sport now with Brett Thomas. And Brett, we all know the RBA is meeting today, but there's another big event underway. Of course, the Melbourne Cup, the race that stops the nation, is happening this afternoon. But is the wet weather set to play its part? Well, if we can trust the bomb, good morning to you, Tash, or sorry, the Bureau of Meteorology. Uh, The forecast for Melbourne today, showers 14 with a high chance of a thunderstorm during this afternoon and evening. Let's hope it holds off for the big race, though. Doval Legend is the clear favourite, the only horse in single-figure odds. Michelle Payne, though, the Melbourne Cup winning jockey, likes the chances of another horse. I like Brown with flowers. She's drawn barrier five. She likes that ground. And, yeah, I just think she ticks so many boxes and could be the lucky one. And a lightweight on Realm of Flowers are back as well. So that's the pick there of Michelle Payne. Still up to 80,000 racegoers are expected to file into Flemington for the first time in three years without restrictions. 700 million people are tipped to watch from home. We do have a, a scratching, that's point in the pen, so the field now down to 23, while Interpretation and Lunar Flare need to pass a vet checks this morning. Uh, it's not the only uh, racing going on in Australia today, as uh, Sydney uh, tries to up its game to rival uh, the Melbourne Cup. They've got the big dance happening today, and award-winning trainer uh, Chris Waller says thousands will be having a punt. It's like Bathurst, Formula One being on the same day, so... Everybody in Australia, as you touched on, in the offices, wherever they may be around the country, will be having a bit. So it's a big day of racing ahead, Tash.
Yeah, absolutely, Brett. And at the T20 World Cup, Australia's big win over Ireland may have come at a cost. Yeah, Aaron Finch uh, blasted his way back in a form with uh, 63, but did appear troubled by a hamstring injury toward the end of that innings. Then on the field as well, he pulled up uh, lame. Sorry to borrow borrow a horsing term there, but um, certainly appeared troubled by a hamstring injury uh, after a, a short sprint and then had to come off. So he'll have scans today. Brad Haddon, the former Aussie vice captain, uh, telling listeners Willow Talk podcast, there's a ready-made replacement if Finch is ruled out. And the flip side, you've got Cameron Green, and we're seeing Australia's appetite to have him at the top of the order leading into this tournament. So the obvious replacement to me is Green goes up. And just in some other cricket news, Tash, Virat Kohli has taken to social media claiming a stranger appeared to have filmed inside his hotel room in Perth earlier this month. Uh, India's superstar batter says he's now paranoid about his privacy. And just wrapping up the NBL last night, Melbourne United's slow start to the season looks to be behind it after a 94-77 to 77 strong win over the Perth Wildcats last night. Yeah, massive day in sport. Thanks so much for the wrap and good luck in the cup. You too. Thanks, Tash. And it's the 1st of November, so Movember kicks off today with thousands of Australians growing mows across the month to raise funds for men's physical and mental health. While statistics have improved over the past 19 years since the charity started, organisers say we still have a long way to go. And if you want to get involved or find out more information about the moment, you can go to movember.com. And that's all you need to know to start your day with Australia Today's Morning Agenda in your podcast feed from 7am every weekday morning. You can also catch the latest episode in a whole new world of audio by downloading the Listener app for free. I'm Natasha Belling. Thanks so much for your company. Have a great day. Stay safe and we'll see you tomorrow.